Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Heather. Today, we are joined by Brianna DeBolt and Shamir Orr, local food influencers for the healthy lifestyle brand, A Full Living. As creators of delicious low-carb at-home recipes and Chicago foodies who love to travel, Brianna and Shamir focus on showing their followers how to live a fulfilled life without breaking the bank. They combine their talents for marketing and photography to showcase delicious, globally inspired, low-carb and keto-friendly recipes on their site, afoliving.com. We recently invited Brianna and Shamir to explore our first ever coffee and hot cocoa crawl during HugaFest, and we are excited to work with them again this month to showcase a few of the local restaurants participating in the fourth annual Andersonville Restaurant Week, kicking off this Friday and running February 21st through March 1st. Welcome, Brianna and Shamir. How are you today? We're doing great. Thank yeah, you. Doing good. How are you guys doing? Cold, though. You're good. Also cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, negative degree action going on today. Lots um, of socks. Yeah. So to get started, tell us a little bit about yourselves. What are both of your backgrounds and how did you meet? Yeah. Oh, should we start with how we met? Yeah, let's <laughs> sure. do it. We are recording on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. Happy Thank Valentine's you. Day. So yeah, let's let's uh let's listen to your yeah, our love, love story, story, our millennial love story. I think everything about like what we do is very millennial sometimes. Um, we met on Tinder, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and how long had you been on Tinder before you met Shamir? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I had um, downloaded and like deleted the app like four times because I got sick of all the <laughs> weird messages I was getting on there. But I think that last stint I was on there for about maybe four months and again I was at the tail end of you know feeling frustrated with it and I, I met Shamir on there at the end of those uh four months mm-hmm. so <laughs> how about you Shamir um I want to say like maybe six seven months okay about I was on the same yeah yeah about I just same time I remember seeing his page and just thinking he looked really interesting he was you know talked about doing yoga and dancing and photography and he just looked like a really genuine person and we kind of just hit it off right away and our first date we uh went to millennium park and we walked around with his camera actually Mm -hmm. and he showed me how to use some of the settings and which like may make for an awkward first date if someone like shows up with their camera and they're like hey like what's up you want a model (laughs) he did warn me yeah he did warn me beforehand and i thought that was good because um it just gave us something to do and not have to sit you know like at a meal like interviewing each other so um it was really fun we ended up getting I think pot bellies after that we got hungry mm-hmm. and then yeah you had a friend that was um playing a show he's mm-hmm. also a musician so we went to his friend's show and then we found out we lived really close to each other so I said you can come back to my house for a little while we'll order some takeout uh, and then you have to go home and mm-hmm. he yeah we did that but um I was like really grossed out and impressed at the same time with how much he could eat and then I'm like okay yeah you know you really have to go home <laughs> And how how soon after your date did you delete the Tinder app? Oh, um, I think for me it was like a couple weeks because, I mean, I didn't really know for sure how he felt, but I just wasn't really interested in entertaining other people at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I really like this guy, so probably yeah. about the same for you. Yeah, huh? same. Yeah. Not too long after that because Brie really like stood out to me. Even when I first saw her profile, like everybody else was partying, you know, doing her things. And you were doing uh, a bow pose in yoga is like you lay on your stomach and grab your legs back and i was like oh this is interesting (laughs) and then like after we met we just you know 
vibe very well. So he did. Yeah, That's cool. I was very nervous on that first date. Like. That's funny. Yeah. I kind of wasn't. I felt really comfortable. So that was a good sign. I was nervous. I was sweating on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know our our listeners can't see your faces, but I just like, you two are just the cutest couple ever. Thank you. (laughs) We had like a cutest couple contest. Uh Uh-huh. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Totally. Now I'm blushing, and they probably can't see that, but I really am. My cheeks are red. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So we got the love story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you do kind of when you met, before you met, and then how did you kind of launch into your yeah. current work? So, gosh, it's, I mean, a little bit of a story, I guess, but I'm the oldest of four kids. My parents, like, worked a lot growing up, and as much as I love them, sorry, mom and dad, don't hate me for saying this, but they were terrible cooks. Um, <laughs> so I started watching a lot of Food Network. And for some reason, you know, from a pretty young age, like 13 or so, I was just really interested in cooking and making things that were good. So my parents would kind of be at work um, and, you know, late. And I would just dig around in the freezer and the pantry and try and find things to make. And they'd come home and be like, where did you get all this stuff? It's so, I kind of felt like I had something on my hands there right away. Uh, and then by the time college rolled around, I actually started in culinary school. Um, but what I found for me is that I really enjoy, I enjoy cooking and making people food, but that setting was very high pressure. So I decided to transition into marketing. I, I don't know. I just kind of left away from that and, you know, still kept cooking as my passion. But, yes, yeah, started studying marketing and I kind of knew I wanted to do something with food when I graduated. And actually, yeah, when I met Shamir, I had just recently graduated. I was working at a software consulting firm doing marketing for them. And I knew, yeah, again, that I wanted to get into cooking somehow. Um, and I kind of played around with the idea of having a blog because I would cook for my friends and They'd ask for the recipe and they'd say, hey, you should put this down so we can, you know, make it again. So I kind of had in the back of my mind that I would start something like that. But I don't know. It's like when I met Shamir, I kind of had that push to do it. So. And where did you grow up? Uh, Traverse City, Michigan. Yes. So I've been here in Chicago for like seven and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened, Shamir, when I met you? Like, what happened when you met me? So, um... Starting out when I was young, I was always into artistic things like dance and painting and things like that. So uh, eventually I got into photography around uh, high school and college. And I've always been um, excited about making beautiful images just from like watching films and seeing like beautiful pictures on Tumblr and Flickr. Um, So eventually in college, after like borrowing cameras from friends for years, I saw a Canon on Craigslist, saved up some money, bought it, and since then, just been taking pictures as much as I can, still life, uh, portraits, street, whatever I can. And um, from there, when I met Bree, I've been doing street, I've been doing some portrait work and a little bit of video work for a few years. And uh, I had never done food before, you know, maybe if it was in the scene, that would be something I would shoot, like maybe a burger here and there. But um, when we started making recipes together, I really started to like get into the nitty gritty of like, okay, how do you shoot textures? How do you make this look beautiful? How do you use this color? And eventually I started bringing my street photography elements into the food and that's how I've been shooting. And it's been really fun and interesting. And uh, now Brie makes all these beautiful dishes and I get to eat them, taste test them and shoot them every morning. So (laughs) it's good. And uh, I needed a lot of help with the photos in the beginning. I mean, and also his style has improved so much too, but oh man, the, 
photos I tried to take when I first started the blog. It's funny to look back now how much they've improved because my phone photos just weren't cutting it. So grateful for Shamir's help. Shamir, when you said that you mm. kind of started bringing in like styles from like shooting like streetscapes and stuff like that and bringing mm. them into shooting food, like what do you mean by that? Like, so with street photography, a lot of it is about storytelling, trying to catch a narrative. And the styles of street photography that I like use a lot of like color and abstraction. So I've tried to bring that into my food photography. Like if I go to shoot a burger, you know, I try to make sure that maybe the background is just like blurred out red. Maybe you kind of get some hint of the bokeh and the lights in the background, you know, just trying to, instead of shooting it straight on on a plate on top of a table or, you know, making it this, you know, simple bright white, trying to give more of that element of the environment and maybe of the people that are eating the food and stuff so um cool kind of way yeah yeah mm. yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna say um it's even amazing kind of when we started working with you how much your photography has grown over the past couple thank of you. years i've been really impressed with your work thank you thank you yeah it's something that i i love and um very recently too i've just been you know all in even more so so every day i've just been learning more techniques practicing new things like it's exciting like uh, i don't know where i'm going to be in a year now with my images but i'm excited to see where they go <laughs> well the chamber started working um with you both about two years ago for andersonville restaurant week um, in 2018 at that time your brand was called pantry grubs can you talk about um the evolution of the site and how you landed on the name a living yeah so um I still your email is still pantry grubs. I know. Oh this. yeah, my, my Gmail yeah. calendar that caught me yeah. off guard. I was I, I read it as panty grubs. So <laughs> that was a big reason why we wanted to change I, it. Actually, I just want to say that you're yeah. not the first person okay. to say that. I'm yeah. like, what? Got it. What is Got this? It. So yeah. they landed on the name of Full Living because Hold yeah, on. that was that was in part we got so many people accidentally saying that it was like um, an XXX site. Yeah. <laughs> God, I didn't come here for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, so like when when I I started the page it really you know like I mentioned before when I was younger I would kind of like throw things together and just kind of try to make something really good out of whatever it was in the pantry and just making something great without a lot I guess was sort of the idea and I still feel like we follow that a lot but um you know as we grew we started kind of getting approached by different people and working like with you guys and I, you know mm -hmm. it felt like our brand needed to I don't know take a little bit of a turn where we could talk about more of our life and yeah. Uh, you know, pantry grubs is very food specific. And I mean, of course, a lot of what we do, of course, is food, but we also like to share a bit more about ourselves and, you know, travels and things like yeah. that. So it felt like um, that was kind of the right way to go. A full living to me kind of just like means living like a fulfilled life and like your best life. So a little bit of balance in there, I guess, is kind of the idea behind it. Yeah, and just, yeah, like she said, moving from that food more to that lifestyle brand and just trying to experience as many things as we can in our, you know, younger age and capture as much as we can, so. Yeah. Yeah. Where have your travels taken you? <sighs> Maybe recently in the last uh, yeah. years? Uh, last year. We don't have anything really planned for this year, but um, we did Mexico City for Mexico Schmier's. City yeah. was amazing. For um, Shamir's birthday yeah. last year, I surprised him yeah. um, with that and... We were really excited. How did excited. that go down? Oh. Talk me through the oh. surprise Mexico City trip. Well, basically, um, I had been 
considering getting the Southwest credit card for a while and they ran this crazy promotion where I would get a companion pass and like 40,000 points if you'd spent, you know, X amount of dollars. So I worked with my dad (laughs) who owns a couple of businesses and he helped me like rack up uh, the charges and get all these points so I could surprise Shamir because, you know. Big baller. Yeah, I guess (laughs) something like that. Um, Yeah, I like got all this stuff together and I just remember telling him like, hey, we're going to Mexico City and I'm like, I don't know. If you, do you want me to tell your real reaction? Because he he may have shed a tear or two. He was very excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I? Yeah, I did. I must. Yeah, I was like super excited just because like that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me. So, especially like I haven't done a lot of international travel. We did Thailand, which was we did Thailand, which was a lot of fun. I got to stay in front of the mic. Um, but yeah, when she was like, let's go to Mexico City. We're gonna have some great food. We're gonna see the sights. I was just excited. I was ready to get out of Chicago and. Mexico City was beautiful. Which uh, which which neighborhood was your favorite? Mm, probably Coyoacan, I think is the Coyoacan. name. Coyoacan. Really uh, quaint and really had a lot of character there. I could like, gosh, I could totally hang out there for another month. Yeah, that's probably one of our favorite places we've been. We went to Norway as well. One of my best friends yeah. um, who was an exchange student at my high school was getting married. So um, I've been her friend for like 12 years and actually went there as an exchange student in high school after I met her. So yeah, anyway, we've been friends for a long time. We went back for her wedding in September. That was super fun. Yeah. We want to, we want to go like anywhere and everywhere, eat all the food. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we touched on your photography a little bit and um, I wanted to kind of explore a little bit deeper, kind of the nuance between um, shooting food photography in your own kitchen, as opposed Mm -hmm. to like in a restaurant sitting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mainly use natural light uh, wherever I go. I've started using flash and I've become acquainted with that and, you know, using bigger lights and everything. But for the most part, I like to capture everything with just beautiful natural sunlight. So if I go into a restaurant and there's big windows, I just kind of set everything by there the same way I would set it up at home. Make sure I can get the textures, make sure I can get the, you know, the uh, tasty elements of it set up by a window. Fine. At night would probably be the harder part of shooting in a restaurant just because one of it's busy and people come in, it can be very like nerve wracking. It can be very nerve wracking to, you know, set up a light box when everyone is eating like we were doing at uh, Uve last night. Yeah. And everyone started to come in and we're kind of shooting the bottles and everything. We have this big like lead light that is just like it's like a Hollywood light. Like you're going to see it. And we're sitting there not trying to like embarrass ourselves and we got the shot, but it's just, it's not as comfortable as shooting at home. It's just like just super stressful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because we really want to make sure we're showing the food in the best way. And so the most important thing is the light, but it is, yeah. When you're going in like as a diner, you don't want to disturb other diners, but you, you know, of course want to get the best shot. So you kind of just have to put your head down and feel, I feel like I want to hide. And it's beautiful in there, but it is dark. 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 Yeah. It's yes. dark. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if I were another diner, though, I would be like, oh, this place is special. They get, <laughs> they've got a like, special press or like something going on. So yeah. it would yeah. be intriguing and, and fun. Some people are like that, definitely. And or they're not, interested in what we're doing, but other times they aren't. And so like, I mm-hmm. understand both sides. And like, yeah. I really feel bad for diners who are going in there sometimes if they have to sit next to us because... It can be, yeah, really bright. So we just try to be as discreet as possible, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the main thing is just comfort. When it comes to like lighting setups and everything like that, it's no different than at home. And if it's comfortable at the restaurant, then, you know, I'll still get the same shots. It's just that, you know, not trying to stir people. Like, yeah. yeah. 
And did you eat food last night as yes. well? Okay. Yes. Yes. We've we been partake in the eating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when we go out to eat, just in general, I think this kind of yeah ties back into our brand of full living. It's you know, I'm not going to go into a restaurant and kind of like ask them to take things out or anything like that. I'm going to eat what they're serving, and I want to too. We kind of mm-hmm. like save up our. I don't want to say cheat days, whatever you want to call it, days that we sort of eat off plan for really delicious meals that we're looking forward to and then we just kind of go all in and we try everything so yeah I'm we were really impressed with the food it was really delicious so definitely some carbs in there but it was totally worth it it was delicious and, and so just to kind of give our listeners a little bit of backstory um we did send you out to a few places for us for restaurant week and yes. Uve mm-hmm. was one of those places they are a participant um yes in, in for over the next two weeks for restaurant week what did you eat there what are they serving well, so we actually got to preview um, the menu that they will be serving during restaurant week. So I think there's three courses and for each course, there's four different options, each with a wine pairing. Um, so yeah, their deal was like awesome. It's $30 per person and it comes with a three ounce wine pour per um, course. So there's the starter. Um, we tried the duck liver pate, which was, oh my gosh, fantastic. Yes. That's That was so, so good. Uh, and we also had a salad to kind of balance it out, which was also delicious. Um, and then for the main course dinner, I tried the scallops, which were really amazing, perfectly cooked. And they had this mango chutney on them, really good. Um, and then Shamir, gosh, I'm going to totally um, butcher the name of the pasta. I, I don't remember what the pasta was called at all. I don't remember either. But it was served with it's mushrooms delicious. and ricotta cheese. And mm. oh, man, fantastic. And then we also tried their apple cinnamon bread pudding for dessert and uh panna cotta which i mean bread pudding for me is just like probably one of my favorite desserts and they just did an excellent job so yeah, yeah. oh awesome. really good that's yeah i like want to go back for restaurant week just because the deal is so great too <laughs> just want to go in and and eat again really good and we also gave you oda as well yes did you yes. have a chance to go there yes, yes we, we did. did yeah that was also really fun we did that on tuesday um yeah do you want to take this one Shamir? Yeah, that was a really pleasant experience. Uh, we got to meet the owner. She was really sweet. She came back and she was talking to us a lot. We got to try the Georgian cheese bread. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is oh, off my. menu. Yes, yeah. so it is. This, this is, is just exclusive to Andersonville Restaurant Week. Yeah. yeah. So it's like served on a skewer, which is like not a traditional way. But um, when you pull it apart, it's all this cheese that just, oh, cheese just, for days. It's just, just a foodie's dream. Oh, just man. Amazing. Yeah, that's probably one of the best things I've eaten as well. Yeah, this mm-hmm. has been a really good food week for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else did we try? We tried the appetizer, um, like, platter. So it was, you know, hummus and baba mm-hmm. ganoush and um, a special Georgian eggplant dish with walnuts and pomegranate. I don't mm-hmm. remember the name of it, but, oh, man, that was just so good. So flavorful. Everything's just like made with love and, and you can tell. Uh, we also got to try some Georgian wine, which we learned was like, yeah, super, yeah. super yeah. trendy now. Yes. Yeah. They were apparently some of the original producers of wine. Um, and this is just kind of coming to light now. So it was really interesting taste and kind of this really cool amber color. Um, we really enjoyed it. And they're going to be doing $30 bottles um, for restaurant week. So highly recommend trying that. It's definitely unique. Um yeah, what else did we try? We had the um, the combination yeah, the combination platter for uh, just uh, it's like kebab and uh, gosh, I don't remember the names of all the different things. A lot of different meats served with some salad and hummus and oh yeah, again just really really 
good way to try everything there and, and you know, try all those different flavors and oh, fantastic. I can't wait to go back there yeah. too. And that's a beautiful space as well. Oh, it yes. is. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. Two really great, really beautiful spaces that would be really good for like date night or going with your friends or family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just really friendly um, owners and staff. So they just really make you feel really welcome there and at both places. So yeah, really. Yeah. Awesome. Happy we got to try those. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of outside of um, restaurant week, are there any other Andersonville restaurants that you kind of come back to all of the time any dishes from those restaurants that you have as favorites yeah i'll let you take that first one because i know he has a favorite dish i'll let you little bat wolf the wolf burger <laughs> i've been there for my birthday twice uh in the past few years and yeah. i just love that awesome. place it's just delicious yeah amazing um for me too uh vincent is probably like my mm-hmm. favorite mm-hmm. restaurant like i tell i'm an uber driver on the weekends i'm about to go do that afterwards but yeah i always tell my uber passengers to go there i don't know if i have a favorite dish i mean i don't know maybe the pate uh, that's another pate that is just like to die for um but they're always kind of doing something different with their menu um and just absolutely love it it's such a great environment in there and every time you go in there it's a little different because of the you know they change the decor like every six months or so i believe mm-hmm. Maybe it's even more frequently than that, but it's really fun. Um, and always just, yeah, wonderful experience. So it's probably my favorite. Yeah. So you went on our first ever coffee crawl. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that experience? We obviously had to run it, so we didn't get to experience it. So, <laughs> yeah, literally um, running. <laughs> <laughs> how was, how was that for you? And did you have any standout favorites from that that you'd like to see come back next oh, year? Gosh, yeah. I mean, so we didn't get to check all the spots we did um i don't remember the route you guys called it for for both of them we did like the whole the full full cup cup. the full cup yes um which was really fun um but we didn't get to hit all the spots uh some of our favorites ridman's which was kind of down i think that's on lawrence and clark Mm -hmm. um i really liked it in there and i'd been kind of looking forward to seeing that space that's like a space i'd really like to go back and work at um that is that has a lot of great light. Yes, yes. it does. Yeah. That would be a great spot for um for photos and just great spot to work. They're super friendly in there. Um, what's another one that was our favorite? Oh, Kopi Cafe. We had never been in there before either, and that was really cute in there. So we it's definitely so have to go back. There. Yeah, definitely have to go back. I mean, it definitely they definitely live up to what they say about it being an international cafe. Yeah, yes. that's exactly what you would expect to find traveling abroad yeah. yeah yeah um and also i didn't realize i might be like you know behind on this but i didn't realize that Lost larson had a uh back patio space with the fireplace so yeah. great. that was really yeah really cute and i mean their baked goods are just fantastic so i don't eat them too much but when i do yeah that's a special treat and yeah really really good so yeah there's a couple of our favorites i think mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, when we met to talk about Restaurant Week, um, you had mentioned that you're cooking from home a lot more. Yes. yes. Um, so who's the mastermind behind most of the recipes and who does the lion's share of the cooking? Her. That's <laughs> <laughs> she's. She, I'll come up with a couple ideas here and there, but she is literally, we'll be driving in the car and she'll just be spouting off like, 80 ideas with different flavors she's like you know, if i could take this raspberry and we can put it with this and we can make that okay we can make three different dishes from there like it's just constant that's all her that's like her domain yeah i used to think that i wasn't creative and that's like if i could tell my younger self that 
like you know being cook, cooking is creative it's I, I would tell myself like you are creative because yeah that's um that's definitely an area that I just I shine I try to like not use things like um food dye I try to do mm -hmm. like natural things you know whatever possible so that always you know ends up with these interesting flavors um and yeah that's just my mind is constantly like you said running thinking of ideas and then bringing them to life and I'm always like if I don't know how exactly to do something I'm watching a lot of YouTube to try to figure it out so yeah you could definitely say that's my passion so <laughs> let me ask you Brie what are some of your favorite things that you've made in the past year uh low tar low carb excuse me low carb turtle cheesecake yeah that one was beautiful yeah. what else oh I don't know. Oh, I came up with a pretty cool cocktail. No idea. actual turtles were harmed in the making of <laughs> no the turtles. cheesecake. I just want to listeners yeah. out there, don't just, use straws mm, and don't eat turtles. Yeah. Pita, do not come after us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like uh, candied pecans, chocolate crust, uh, mm -hmm. caramel sauce, like a vanilla cheesecake. And yeah, everything's like made from scratch, sugar free. So it's really amazing when I have people that don't really eat like that, try it. And they're like, you're mm. kidding me. How is this not? you know this doesn't have sugar in it so that's been a pretty big win for me this year and then um your death by uh chocolate pumpkin brownies were fantastic yeah, yeah i don't know if i have any favorites i don't know it's hard everything's like my new favorite but then you know i make something and then it's like okay do it again <laughs> um, do you have any savory dishes yeah Ooh. um probably the jalapeno popper chicken skillet. Oh, yes. Is, Love a jalapeno popper. Ooh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like in a cast iron skillet with, you know, cream cheese, bacon, jalapenos, onions, garlic, like, oh, man, chicken thighs. It's it's so good. Um, and then I also did this uh, Reuben skillet within the last year that is kind of like similar. It's just basically like corned beef and um, mustard, uh, Swiss cheese, and then a homemade Thousand Island dressing with sauerkraut. And that kind of like blew up on Instagram. And people kept making it, and yeah. I don't know. It's it's really good, and it's really easy. So it's like I feel like it's hardly a recipe. It's just sort of like a good idea. But um, yeah, that's we'll have to share that recipe with David Oaks of our office because yeah. he's a big Reuben fan. Oh so. yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope I hope he likes it. I'm sure he will actually. Yeah. <laughs> Your cocktails are very good too. Thank you. They're fantastic, <laughs> especially if you don't want a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. Any any particular favorite cocktail? Mm. Well, the Shamir that you the like blood but... orange serrano Ooh. pepper cocktail Ooh. yeah i infused some tequila with serrano peppers and then yeah i put uh yeah blood oranges in it to okay inf it infusion is a big word but talk about yeah. break down <laughs> what really what infusion is. oh it's honestly it's so easy um i basically just cut up some serrano peppers put it in a jar and poured tequila over it left it for like a day or two mm -hmm. and it kind of depends on how many peppers you use um i've had times where i infused uh tequila with jalapenos that were happened to be really spicy and i infused it for like less than a day and it was like really hot so i don't know i would say like taste it throughout the day to make sure it's getting to like the right spice level but other than that you literally just let it sit in like a dark place and strain it out and then you're ready to use it and it'll just kind of elevate any cocktail and make it sound fancy you know and taste like it gives it that something extra so yeah. i infuse a lot of things like i'll put cinnamon or gosh i don't know cranberries like anything you can think of anything that you like will will work so so your partners in both life and business yes how has spearheading the a full living brand together kind of enhanced your lives 
Not a question. You may take this one. We're, sure. we're, cue the it's romantic kind of a, music. <laughs> that's gonna play throughout <laughs> this. A little bit of R and B music. Um, I think for me, you know, um, when we started it's kind of crazy you know go oh we're gonna take some side jobs and really try to make this blog a thing I think it's definitely given me um a lot of confidence in starting another business or you know just being okay with the unknown and doing a job or doing something with Brie that isn't you know always certain isn't always you know like a clear pathway like some months are good some months are not but uh, it's a lot of fun and it's made me pick up a lot of skills that I didn't think I would pick up like logo design or, you know, learning and coding, how to code a website, um, picking up more photography skills outside of street and everything. Um, yeah, that's been fun. A lot of marketing too. Yeah. I think just to kind of piggyback off of what he said, it's like, yeah, a lot of days are unknown. Some yeah. months are good and mm-hmm. some months are like, yeah, okay. But um, I think just being with somebody and working with somebody every day that I can just really rely on. He's just like such a hard worker. Um, and he just always comforts me in those moments of, you know, where I'm feeling like, Oh, what am I doing with my life? You know, he's, uh, he's always there to kind of be like, it's okay. You know, we're like, look how far we've come. And just being able to rely on him is, is really, really nice. I've, yeah, I, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. And what about, um, what about your music? Do you do that? professionally yeah. too so um it's more of a hobby uh i have released an ep um on a record label and i played shows around chicago but uh right now with the busyness of the business is just something that's kind of you know being on a side just kind of enjoy myself uh, i make a little bit of house but my main things are hip-hop uh, and it's kind of influenced by a lot of different things ambient music jazz different things like that so cool. even yeah. video games you'll hear a lot of sound bites from yeah actually video games, video games and too. um i sample a lot of films for yeah. my music and put those sound bites in so very yeah. cool do you go by your name or do you have a an artist name um so the artist name that i was going by was minus one which was my dancer name um and that basically means you try a bunch of different things and you have a bunch of different perspectives on life and it's minus one thing you're missing out on. So you get more of a full experience, which is funny that we're called a full living because I kind of worked out. But um, right now I'm just thinking about going by my name, Shamir. You know, I'm kind of getting out of the dance and performance scene as well and just going full on with photography and just going by that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it seems like you're happy and busy and driving ubers and can people request you as a driver um so i've definitely had people ask if they could take my personal information um and i've given it out a couple times to people that i thought were nice but yeah generally it's like i don't know you don't really see the same people actually i guess that's not true you can't really request the same driver but i've picked Mm. up the same person now i think like four times not like so on four separate occasions it was like oh i've driven you before and that was very crazy um, but I have given like 9,500 rides or something like that since I've been doing it. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you stick like locally to the city? Do you do airport trips? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I, so 
to be honest, I kind of try to avoid the airport trips because when you get there, um, even if you get out there really quick, you have to go wait in this holding lot. And sometimes you can wait for a long time. So I don't really like to wait. I kind of try to do the yeah shorter in city trips. But if it's slow or, you know, whatever, once in a while, I just end up out there anyway. So, yeah, but I definitely prefer, uh, prefer the shorter like in city trips so do you set up your vehicle with water for your riders or um chargers or scented um window door hang like the scented yeah. hangers off your rear view mirror um so I don't hang them off of my mirror but I do think my car smells pretty good people definitely give me compliments about that a lot uh and I always have a charger Is it infused ready. with something it's not it's lavender not. yeah <laughs> I actually think it's like a bergamot but uh it's um you know, you just reminded me I probably should stop and get some water bottles for my passengers because people definitely appreciate that. I don't always have that, mostly because I forget. But, um, yeah, I always have a charger. That's that's for sure. <laughs> we always ask our guests which Andersonville business they would like to trade places with for a day and why. So if you weren't doing what you were doing, which business would you like to work at for a day? <sighs> it's it's like a, it's a tough one. Um I think Shamir has a really good idea. I'll let him go first. I would again say Little Bat Wolf just to find out how do you make a perfect burger. <laughs> Tell us more about this burger. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't eat I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. So Yeah, what is it what is so special about this burger? Um Everything about it. Special the, sauce, the, lettuce, cheese, the, 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 the Big Mac or no, whatever it is from McDonald's. It's, it's, it's um, the three patties. It's the house-made pickles. It's the fried onion straws on top. It's oh, the you had bun. me at pickles. Oh, the, yeah. There's nothing better than house-made pickles. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's such a massive burger. Like it's There's a an egg on that one too and yeah. bacon. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like you can't fit it all in one bite. It's not happening. You got to take it in pieces, but it's just. Yeah, I don't know if. I've ever ate the whole thing. I always like have to take some home. You have to like, you have to like, it's like you're at a food eating contest. You have to like fast for the day. Yeah. yeah. And then, and like, like breathe. And meditate. Roll you know. up your sleeves. <laughs> Maybe set it up it's and stretch. Big. You get, like, yeah. get a nice little workout in before you like go and do You're like, all right, cool, let's go. <laughs> but it's just a delicious, well made burger. Like, I like that diner style, like smash fried. Yeah. burger and they do it so well and yeah, nothing he wants is to learn excessive. how to make it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's just, it's just a great burger what about you brianna oh uh, gosh i feel like we're like kind of repeating ourselves but i would probably say i would love to be at vincent for a day um i just feel like they have so much fun with their different cocktails and different menu offerings and i would love to see like their creative process mm -hmm. that goes into this stuff are you a fan of muscles because they're known yes for their muscles. oh yes yeah. oh yeah i've had their muscles um yeah just they're always kind of like reinventing the wheel a little bit and still somehow i don't know making you feel like at home even when the environment's like constantly changing and they're just i don't know i would love to see like what the day-to-day -day is like in there. Well, thank you, Brianna Shamir, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. To try some of Brianna Shamir's deliciously healthy recipes, visit AFL Living at afulliving.com mm -hmm. or on Instagram at afulliving. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org.